From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 67, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Rotello, at Zach Rotello on Twitter and Instagram and all the social medias. And sitting across from me is the hams chugging, uh, spilling ham hams spilling. on the ham spilling uh, John Swanson, Barker. Uh, I made a mess. It's a slight mess. It's not a big yeah, mess. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. When you're drinking beer from... So uh, I just started using this... It's a Yeti, it's right? It's a Yeti thing, yeah. We're not sponsored by Yeti. No. Disclosure. But it changes the, the size of the beer in your hand, so I was getting my dimensions off and my... Yeah. My, we're so used to... Hand-eye coordination. We're so used to the traditional can mm-hmm. that uh, once you fuck with that... Uh, sorry, excuse me, language. Once you F with that uh, <laughs> formula, then uh, you begin throwing off your equilibrium. Uh, this is not a podcast about beer cans. Surprisingly, this is a uh, entertainment pop culture show. Where we talk about whatever we want to talk about, John, right? Isn't that right? That's what we do. Yeah. We give the people 60, what they want. For 67 episodes, we've been doing that. 67. 67. Damn. At, the, at this age, we're starting to use depends. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although you were talking about how you need like muscle relaxers and stuff now. Right. Yeah, my back's going out, my arm's yeah. going out, my neck, I can't sleep right. It's a whole thing. I'm an old You're person. essentially like Logan in the movie Logan. Yeah, I'm deteriorating You're slowly. just falling apart. Yeah. yeah. Taking painkillers. Uh, unlike Logan in by the, the fist. Unlike the Wolverine in The Wolverine, where there are tiny micro robots attached to my heart that are like making me older. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I just realized that James Mangold spent two Wolverine movies having him be unhealthy, like, almost the whole time. It is a, co- it's a good concept to have your character be around, is, like, having him... Well, it's because him... his powers are too, they're too good. Yeah, you have to have some way gotta, to, like, make gotta... those powers valuable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great um, movies, though. For sure. If you've never listened to an episode of the show before, it's very simple. We're just going to talk about biggest news and movies and television and film and what's going on in pop culture, and we're going to give our insight, uh... If you like the show, you can support us in a myriad of different ways. The biggest one is by listening right now, but you can also just go to Radiovania.com, like a few videos, maybe subscribe if you want to, leave a review, do whatever you want, or email us at RadioVaniaShow at gmail.com. We haven't gotten any fan mail in a long time. It's just ads. It's like, hey, we noticed you have a podcast. Feel like like, uh, buying shares in this company or whatever? It's like, no, not really. No one's reached out to us for any advertising stuff yet, which is a bummer. We need more fans. It sounds like. <laughs> sounds like. What do we got to do? I don't know. How do you get fans? I don't How do know. you acquire fandom? I don't know. I think sports I th- teams are the easiest way to acquire fandom because you just have to exist. So should we buy a football team? Maybe. Maybe. After Robert Kraft gets fired, maybe we could get the Patriots. What's the cheapest sports team we could buy? Carlies. The Blackout Carlies. Oh, also Carly's here. She's, <laughs> she's sitting over there. She might chime in whether or not she wants to. But she uh, she was on our last episode. 
and barely. Bar- well, <laughs> no, you were on most of it. Full discretion. Well, yeah, but if I you was listen to the conscious. Captain Marvel episode, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I let's uh, so I, let's, let's let's crack the egg open while we still have it in the hand. Was inebriated. Yeah. For the majority of that evening. Yeah. Especially for that show. Oh yeah. I'm sorry for everything I said because truly I don't remember more than three words of what came out of my mouth that night. So, so we'll get to uh, at the point where we talk about when we talk about Marvel because it's inevitable. Every show we have to talk about Marvel because they own the world. Uh, we'll talk about our update. Oh, I, I want to ask you like how Captain Marvel has sat with you since you've saw you since you've seen it. Like, how it's stewed with you, or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to the last episode. We actually had a few solid amount of views on that one. So, Connor, Cal, a, thanks. Kaylee. Kaylee, thank you. Kaylee, we want to shout out to Kaylee, new yeah. fan. Send us, a, send us some emails. Yeah, Kaylee, <laughs> if you want to send us an email at radiovaniashow at gmail.com, we'd be super happy to. We'd read it on the show. If you want to say something that, that John can read out loud that would be embarrassing for him, that we would love that, he'll, he'll read anything. It's true. I'm just like a dancing monkey. I do whatever Zach says. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Without further ado, what do you say we... Uh, well, uh, give me... What have, you been, what have you been watching lately? Have you seen any movies lately? Have you... Wa- uh, we'll talk about comics later. Yeah, played, the last, played any uh, good video games? Anything like that? What have no, you been watching? What I have you been playing? I've been doing nothing because I've been working a yeah. lot. The last movie I saw was Captain Marvel. Okay. The last movie that I saw for the first time... Was Bull Durham a great classic baseball movie? Um, but other than that, no. I just been working, watching reruns. I guess that's not really a thing anymore. You're streaming it all the time, but watching old episodes, it's always sunny. Yeah. Um, and playing a lot of X Wing. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but since the last time we got together, you platinumed every Uncharted game. Oh, that's true. You that's finished true. your conquest. Yeah, all five of them. Are not sp- many people can say that they've done that. No. You're a very rare percentile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a treasure hunter, pretty much. When it, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the next Naughty Dog release. Yeah, The Last of Us. Last of Us Part Two. And then I'll play Maybe. video games again. Um, <laughs> would you recommend people go out and hunt those platinums for all those Uncharted? Games? I would say the platinums for Uncharted Four and Uncharted: The Lost Legacy are a lot of fun. The platinums for the other three, for the remaster for PS4... I've heard are frustrating. ...are extremely frustrating. Um, and also very boring, because it's the same trophies for each one. Yeah. So it's you got to get 30 kills with each gun. you got to kill, like, four people with one... Expl- like, it's the same for each one. Whereas, like, Lost Legacy and um, Uncharted 4 have, like, very specific trophies. Like, the trophy in Uncharted 4, we have to... Um, knock over all the Karens out in Madagascar yeah. only exists in that game, yeah. right? That's not going to pop up in another Uncharted game in the same way that there's several ones in um, The Lost Legacy, like involving stealth kills with like the uh, the silence pistols and stuff like that and the photos. So it's really cool. Yeah, good. Good time. Good. Well, since... Really, really fun games. Yeah. Just overall. It was, it was so fun playing through them, except for Drake's fortune on Crushing is soul crushing. It is awful. I got plenty of Snapchats from old it John Parker. It is so uh, frustratingly taking photos of his screen to commiserate. And it's like, well, because like in that game too, like you turn the corner and then another wave of like 20 guys show up. Yeah. Like it just you just are non-stop combat encounters the whole time. Yeah. 
there's not as much um, puzzle solving and stuff as there is in the games to come. Yeah, Uncharted One Age is the worst. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? No, no, no. That's all I've been really doing. Okay. Uh, well, since Captain Marvel for me, I've I've been uh, waist deep in media, John. Waist deep. Waist deep. Do tell. Seen a lot of stuff. Playing a lot of stuff. Uh, first off, I uh, bought and uh, and f- completed the main story in Let's Go Eevee. I finally uh, broke down and got on the Let's Go Pokemon train. Uh, I was showing John earlier today. It was the first time he's really taken a look at the game. Um, I loved it. It was a great experience. I highly recommend it. I got it for on sale for thirty dollars at Meyer. So if you got if you can if you're interested at all in the game and you have a Switch and you want to play it, get it on sale. I don't know if this game was necessarily worth sixty dollars, but I definitely felt it worth at thirty. I was That's like probably because you've played that game four different times on over a variety the course of, my time. of media sure. because it's such a classic game. They just keep releasing it. The thing is, is that uh, but you're not gonna not play it. Even more so than Fire Red and Leaf Green, this uh, Let's Go Eevee like changes a lot about the formula of how the game is played. Like the catching mechanic is c- completely different. Yeah. Your encounters are completely different. They even changed up the story a little bit, like the way that you interact with your rival and the gym leaders and the final Elite Four, which I won't spoil. But um, it's really interesting. Like it never felt dull. And like even though I kind of knew what the story beats were going to be. It was still fresh and interesting, and uh, it it looks great, it plays great, uh, sound is great, so it was an, a fun, enjoyable experience. It was nice to like throw on a TV show or a podcast, and then just throw that up and just like catch Pokemon, get your combo meters up, catch rare stuff, look for shinies. Um, it was very relaxing. It was a good. It was a good little like. It was a good game to play. Yeah, it it sounds like good. a Lego game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. It's just kind of like same sort of concept. It's sure. very ba- very straightforward. Therapeutic is a great word to describe yeah. it. That is exactly how it's I would describe like the game. Kind of like just mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But quality mindless entertainment, not like. Of course. Yeah. Not like some BS. Like it, it's a very well crafted game. Um, I also uh, f- I broke down and bought Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. I don't know what this is. Uh, um, so this is uh, the guys, the same studio that made Bloodborne. Oh. It's the new game that's on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. It's a Souls game through and through. So it's one of those like collect things. RPG, yeah. level up your stuff. Insanely difficult, insanely hard. Uh, very much like Bloodborne. Oh, God. Um, I, mean, I can't play Bloodborne anymore. Uh, <laughs> I had to call it quits. Yeah. Uh, so funny story about Sekiro I was on the fence about the game because I loved Bloodborne you know this I love Bloodborne yeah it's a great game it is a great game it's so hard it is very hard so hard and uh, I was on the fence about Sekiro because I was like do I really am I really in the mood for another really challenging bone crushingly difficult game and I was reading a bunch of reviews and a lot of reviewers were like it's like Bloodborne and, and uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls, but it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit faster paced. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. If it's a little bit easier, then maybe I can, I'll, I'll get into it. And it'll be fun. It's kicking my ass. Yeah. Even worse than Bloodborne. Oh, wow. Uh, I couldn't get past the spider in Bloodborne. It took me... So you remember the first boss in Bloodborne that's the troll on that bridge? The cleric beast? Uh, yeah, the cleric yeah, yeah, beast, sorry. The, like the big dog? Yes, yeah. the cleric beast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that same point in that game took me five hours to beat. The intro? Yeah. 
to be fair, it took, me, it took me hours to beat the Cleric Beast. Because you, when you die, you go all the way back to the beginning. Like, yeah. They really make you work for that first for sure. checkpoint. And the same thing goes for Sekiro. Like, you're really working for it. And so I'm, I, I like the game in concept, but I'm not having fire, very much fun with it. Uh, it's really challenging and really like like I'm I literally I realized that like after I played it for a, like a few hours one day when I let go of the controller I realized that my knuckles were like white from like gripping the controller so hard and that at one point I was so frustrated that I hit my leg and I left like a mark on my leg from like hitting my leg Yikes, in frustration. Dude. So it's really, really, it's not, it's not hitting a good point in me. Like I'm not, I don't think like, it's not a very, it's not a game for me right now. So I'm glad I bought it. Like I'm, I'm interested to pick it back up soon, but don't buy it if you're not looking for an easy game. Yeah. Shit's fucking hard. <laughs> really bad. Um, oh man, Bloodborne, that really takes me back. You remember you get into, you get into like this church sanctuary and there's this, like this creepy thing, and you killed him. I killed, <laughs> and he was the only nice NPC the in the only, entire game. He's the only helpful one. Yep, and you killed him. You oh, slaughtered his ass. Man, I really screwed myself that game. Yeah, what a great game though, Bloodborne. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, and then the last thing is uh, we won't talk about it much because John hasn't seen it yet. But uh, Carly and I went and saw Us, the new Jordan Peele horror film. And uh, it's one of my favorite horror movies ever. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, How it's, so? Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to talk about the movie without getting into spoilers because uh, it, uh, like The Last Jedi, subverted my expectations uh, <laughs> almost immediately. So you loved it. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a point in, there was a point in us where um, it was starting to feel a little bit predictable but then there's a definitive moment in the about halfway, a little over halfway through. So we, I should preface. Carla and I went and saw it a couple weeks ago. We tried to go see it. Um, we bought tickets to the show. We got in. We got our popcorn. We got our, or we got our soda, not popcorn. We were chilling out. Uh, hour into the movie, right as soon as the doppelgangers get to the... So what you've seen in the trailer, yeah. right? As soon as the doppelgangers get there, um, a girl in our theater had a, a seizure or a stroke. We weren't sure exactly what was happening, but... Um, That's also kind of creepy in a horror movie. Yeah. It was especially... I don't want to give anything away, but there's some heavy breathing that happens from certain character in the movie and uh it was kind of indistinguishable over who was doing it because she she was like whatever she was having a seizure or stroke she was like like breathing in and out was really she like loudly. freaking out because of the movie you think like was uh, it we don't induced? know we don't know i mean someone said they thought it might be epilepsy i, huh. I don't know i mean it, unsure but all we know is that the lights went on people started calling paramedics we left the theater. They gave us vouchers to come back and get another show or whatever. But so I, we ended up seeing it in two separate chunks. But the funny thing is, is that did you watch the whole first part again? Uh, yeah, we did. Interesting. Um, the I don't know if they just like hit play from <laughs> yeah, hit, hit the space bar, Kanye. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that the moment that really um, like when we went and saw it again, we I remember we were sitting through the first half again, and I was like. I don't know if I'm digging this that much. Like, I've already seen this. There's nothing really... I'm finding it hard to pick things out. Like, there's nothing really interesting about this again. Like, seeing it. It's good acting. But then there's a moment that happens literally 10 minutes after when we got cut off in the movie that changes everything about it. And it's a very, like, oh, my God moment. And my jaw literally dropped. Like, I I reassessed in my seat. And I was like, 
okay, buckle me in, Jordan Peele. Let's go on this wild ride. And um, you have to suspend your disbelief a lot. You can nick pit this movie to death. It, uh, people are giving it really harsh criticisms online for it being like full of plot holes. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief. It's a horror concept. It's very out there. It's very much like Get Out. Um, but it's a, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. Even to fans of not, not like even to not to fans of horror movie. Like it's not very scary. Like there's some jumpy moments and there's a lot of tension, but there it's not like I wouldn't call it a traditional horror film. It's more thriller. Yeah, for sure. It's got like jump scares yeah. a few times, but I think conceptually it's much more a thriller than a horror movie. Yeah. I would call this movie also like a comfort movie too, the same way that I call The Shining a comfort movie. I'm very excited to go back and rewatch us because like you're with these characters that you like, you like all the main characters and you're with them for most of the movie. And so you're able to kind of like relax and enjoy like their dialogue with each other and the way that they interact with the world. And so it's very, it's a great, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Like go out and see it as soon as you can before you get anything spoiled Hmm. would be my recommendation for Hmm. you. And maybe we'll talk about it. When we see Endgame, but yeah, so that's that's all. Cool for me. You ready to jump into the news? Let's do it. Okay, the first big piece of news uh, intimately ties into the second big piece of news. So we're just gonna kind of talk about this whole thing in general. So John, I need you to take a big swig of the drink with me as we cheers to the end of um, that flick. No, actually, oh. no. <laughs> cheers. Well, okay. So let's, let's actually, well, yeah. Why not? To the end of Batfleck. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. Long may he reign. (laughs) From Deadline.com, Disney reinstates director James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Redemption and Second Chances have long been a superhero movie staple, and today it looks like life has imitated art. Uh, The editors learned that Disney has reinstated James Gunn as writer-director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and confirmed it with Marvel and Gunn's camp. The decision to rehire Gunn he was fired, uh, ellipsis, he was fired late last July by Disney after alt-right journalists made a public, made a public, um, I've never heard this word in my life, fusillade, 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 facade, no, it's definitely not facade, maybe, maybe that's how you spell facade, and I've never seen it spelled, <laughs> how do you spell it, F-U-S-I-L-L-A-D-E, F-U-S-I-L-L-A-D-E, that's not facade, no, F-A-C-A-D-E, is facade. Fuslade? Fuslade. Of decade old... Su- oh, wait, wait. Let's ask Siri. Fuslade. <laughs> okay, here's what I found. What did she say? She thought I said food slime. Food slime? <laughs> Let me... Wait, wait. Spell it to me again. We're going to get to the bottom of this. This is educational. F-U... Yeah. F-U what? F-U-S... Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost the word. L-L-A-D-E. A series of so- shots fired or missiles thrown all at the same time or in quick succession. Okay. Fus- is it fusillade? Fusillade. Fusillade. Wait, wait, let's listen. Ready? Here we go. Fusillade. 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 We're going to sample that later. Okay, so basically everything... They everything, shot fi- <laughs> shots fired at James Gunn. Shots fired at James Gunn. So basically James Gunn got rehired. Uh, part of the story goes on to say that the decision to rehire James Gunn went 
was actually made, like the decision to rehire him or reach out to rehire him actually was made within a few months, maybe even a month after they officially let him go in the public eye. So like before last summer was over. Before, maybe even before it happened in July, maybe even before August was over. Yeah. The reason being, at least, well, this this is more overarching than anything else. A, a before we jump into the, the, the big news, I want to say, uh, for me personally, I, I'm happy about this. I went on record on one of our shows as saying, like, you I weren't going to see it. I won't. I wouldn't In see a it just yeah. because I, 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 uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to support. I, I'm a big proponent and pay with pay with your wallet, right? Or like vote with your wallet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I really don't like. I, I, I really don't like the way they treated they treated him. Like his tweets were indefensible, but they were deleted, and he apologized over eight years ago for these sorts of things. And it's it was really like a hate group of alt-right people trying to like bring this up into the media. They were trying to get a rise out of Disney and make a, like a make a deal they couldn't refuse essentially. Like yeah. they had to let, they they were kind of forced their hand especially with the news that we're going to talk about soon. Uh, so I'm happy about this. I, I don't know what are your thoughts feelings? Uh, I I am too. I was actually you know, for a while there, I didn't think that they were going to. I actually didn't think they were at all. I also uh, I thought, thought he was the same way. I thought he was just kind of he was just you know, exiled from the the cinematic universe from a directorial standpoint, yeah. in the same way that John Favreau has been, um, even though he's like still acting in the movies, obviously. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's really it's really good because I want him to be able to finish that trilogy. He obviously had a plan. So yeah, it'll be cool. Um, I'm wondering if they're gonna fast track that movie. I don't think so because they already announced that they're not going to be starting production until after Suicide Squad production is finished. Because mm. James Gunn, also to add an amendment to the news article, James Gunn, if you don't know, has been signed on to to direct, not write, but to, to direct uh, the he's, Suicide he's Squad reboot. It? I don't think he's uh, writing it. I think be, he's just directing it. It's going to be garbage. Well, well, you never know. A good director can change a script. A good director can make a bad script good. You just have to have the just right. Just let him do it all. Let him, well, let him be we'll Deadshot. See. Um, but the big news, the big news and the, the speculation, and you have to say speculation because you can't know for sure, but, um, as of 9.02 PM on March 19th, 2019, that's right. Carly's birthday. Uh, Disney closed a $71.3 billion Fox deal, creating the global content powerhouse. That's right. Wall Street and other experts have lauded the strategic benefits for Disney, but also highlighted the cost of launching a streaming service later this year, which will drag on its earnings. The Walt Disney Co. has closed its $71.3 billion acquisition of large parts of 21st Century Fox, expanding its global reach and content portfolio ahead of the planned launch of its own video streaming service. With the mega deal, Disney-led chairman Bob Iger is adding the Fox Film and TV Studio, the FX Networks, National Geographic, Indian TV star... Giant Star India and Fox 30% stake in streaming service Hulu Hulu to its portfolio. The additional Hulu portion takes Disney's stake in the streamer to 60%, with Comcast owning 30%, and AT&T, AT&T's and Time Warner Media's owning 10%. Uh, using fiscal year 2017 data, Disney said in a regulatory filing that the new assets could quickly add about $19.3 billion in annual revenue and $1.6 billion in net income. In that fiscal year, Disney reported $55.1 billion in revenue and $9.4 billion in net income. Um, 
Disney said they're promising $2 billion in cost savings from the Fox takeover, uh, which probably means between 4,000 and 10,000 layoffs. Um, Man. Um, that's... So this is big. This is obviously like, one of the biggest things to happen in genocide. entertainment in a long time. Yikes. Um, a it's lot, huge, though. Yeah, so before we move on to this specifically... Grandpa, what happened when, <laughs> when Disney bought Fox? Well, I remember it like it was yesterday. My pal Jimmy lost his job. We were all just so excited that the Fox, the X-Men might get into the Marvel Universe. I we really wanted to see yeah. that Wolverine fight Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. So before we dive super deep into this on our opinions, a lot of the, obviously the speculation on why James Gunn has been rehired now is that they were waiting for the Fox merger to close because uh, they had shareholders on the line waiting to finish this deal. They were trying to get the most out of it. You obviously don't want a public relations crisis crisis in quotes again with a uh, with a Twitter outrage crowd over this. Yeah. Um, but. It's all done. John, the ink is on the paper. Disney owns 21st Century Fox. It's unbelievable. It is. It's kind They're of scary. close to having all the things. <laughs> the last, like... So what, you got Universal and Warner Brothers are like the last two companies that have some really iconic IP that Disney doesn't have? Universal, Warner Brothers, there's plenty of... Um, Oh, obviously HBO specific like productions, that's, but that's a yeah. that's a branch of. That's part of Time Warner. Is that part of Time? That would be yeah. So, so it's Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. So, because um, like Warner Brothers, you got your you got your DC and Harry Potter, which are huge, huge money makers. Huge money makers, specifically yeah. Batman and Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, sorry. No, you're good. And then uh, Universal, you got like classic films like Jaws, Back to the Future. I can't remember what else. The monsters, that kind of stuff. But that's public domain, so. Yeah. Hmm. But still, that's... So what? So Disney's got The Simpsons? Disney has The Simpsons. The rest of the Marvel uh, Universe. The rest of the Marvel... Besides well, Sony. Yeah, so rest. So Sony is still another... That's another thing to consider. They have, they have big, big stakes uh, in a lot of characters, and especially in a lot of franchises. They have a big... They have just a big play on the Spider-Man stuff is about it. That's what they got... Well, Sony is struggling in every facet besides video games. Like that's always been the Sony thing. Is that like Sony? Sony is the next card to fall, in my opinion, in terms of their like entertainment industry. Like the PlayStation is the only thing that makes Sony money. Everything else they lose money in. Like their electronics division, they make really expensive, high-end premium electronics that nobody buys, and then their movies all flop. Or unless you're Venom, in which case or you into make Spider Verse, yeah, or Spider Verse, but Spider Verse didn't make like a, pro- a huge profit. No, like, it, like it Venom made did. a it made a okay profit, and they're gonna mo- move forward with a sequel, which might do better than the first one in terms of money. But yeah, um, who has the Lego movie? That's Warner Brothers too. Yeah. Hmm. So so they get but like the you got to think about big things like Disney owning The Simpsons. That's a big thing. Disney owning the Alien franchise. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's Disney owning that channel is a big thing. Like, owning Fox, Fox channel, is a channel. FX channel. The yeah. thing is, is that uh, the, a big part of this for they like, own, people to know... They own It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia now. They do. The, uh, they also own the uh, the unedited versions of the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to release them or not, though. I think they will. I think, I they think will it's, they're going to wait some time. They don't care. They'll wait till either George Lucas dies or they'll just... 
do it a little I, later on. I've got a theory that Disney Plus might launch with them. Oh, that's interesting. As like a like an enticing thing for Star yeah, Wars fans, a little, little sous-son. Because yeah. it's like, what can they? Add, what can they? How can they entice Star Wars fans except for saying like all the Star Wars movies are on there? It's like that. The yeah. Mandalorian. I have them all. Like yeah. it's like yeah. So it's like. Yeah. So the Mandalorian might not be out for another year, but like you can also subscribe and you can watch the original unedited versions of Star Wars. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be subscribing to Disney Plus once they announced that all Disney IPs will be available on the service, like in terms of like film franchises. So theoretically, it should all be there. All the Marvel stuff, all the Disney animated stuff, Pixar, it should all be there. And to me, that's probably worth it. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It depends they on how much have, you're charging. They will eventually have, like, a big media push for it soon where they're just going to have to, like, unveil all that stuff that's going to be a part of it. In the same oh, way yeah. that, like, the DC Universe um, app thing did, like, a whole, like, hour-long thing. Like, these are all the things that's going to yeah. be in it. They'll hold a press conference or something. Yeah, they'll yeah, release, yeah. like, a – they'll release something to I say. I bet you like, it'll be at D23 this year. When's D23? It's usually in the summer after okay. Comic Con. Um, the other thing that the important thing to to stress to other people, because a lot of people that I that I work with or talk to like don't quite quite understand what what this means for the news division. Uh, Disney will not be acquiring Fox News. Fox News is a separate entity. Yeah, they don't want any part of that. No, anyway. they do not. Yeah. And what's interesting, it's like, it's just so funny that it's like. Fox as Fox as an entertainment company is basically completely dissolved, but it's their news division has just like stood the test of time, and is still like following. profitable. It's got a huge following. Um, I would have loved to have seen Disney acquire that and just like burn Dissolve. it to the ground. Yeah. That would have been amazing. But they're also not. Disney tries to be like the most PC company possible. So and that includes not being like risque or um like attacking other companies you know what i mean so is the fox label gonna exist still like when they release a deadpool movie is it gonna be they're gonna have fanfare no 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 way because 21st century fox is not is is a being absolved by disney so they're not why would they have a separate production or stuff i don't we don't know that's part of the question that's like that's some of the stuff that because the 21st Century Fox is is not going to be 21st Century Fox. It's going to be Disney. Mm. They're not. They're, but that like, title is it going to be like? A, be but is it going to be like a subset in the same way that like Lucasfilm and Marvel Studios are a subset of Disney? I don't like when you go to a Marvel so. movie that doesn't have like the castle. It's got the Marvel thing with like dun, 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 you know they do that thing the whole time. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Um, that, that's an interesting idea. I don't think so I because could see it, I could see it being like 20th Century Fox, a Disney corporation or something like that. Okay. Like they just Might add something up or to something. Because I think they like one of the things that I think Disney's going to really enjoy is acquiring the fanfare. And I bet you, before Episode Nine, that they they should roll that. Really, I think so. Skunk, skunk, skunk. I think they would roll that because a lot would of they? But that, that studio had nothing to do with that film. They just want to roll it to roll it as well. It's a John Williams thing. score. A lot of people like associate that. Like sure. I used to think that was only like uh, like that was attached to the Star Wars movie. You yeah, know what I mean, but like it's obviously it's not. So I don't know. I don't know. I personally think that Disney is acquiring them. They want that to be. They want all of that content to be Disney property. They don't want to associate it with Fox mm. because Fox is now news. 
Fox's news and whatever else that they're doing, like on the side, I don't think they want to associate themselves with Fox. I think they want that that content to be their IPO now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want they. I don't think they want to associate with that brand. They want it to be a Disney brand. So maybe you might, like you said, you might get like a little, like under the Disney crown or whatever. It might say like a 20th Century Fox like production. It wouldn't be a production because it's a Disney property. production property. Something I don't know. Smart, weird. smart. People will we need to, t- this we out need to look us. at a we need to look at a cal- like a calendar and find out what's the first Fox IP Disney released thing because that'll be very interesting to see. I don't think anything has been announced, right? Because it's like, like it won't Fox be for, it won't be for like another two or three years, probably. Hopefully, we make it that far. Um, what do you think this means for uh, Endgame? Before we, uh, we'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But what do you think this specifically means for Endgame? So that's uh, that brings up an interesting topic because they did film that movie very closely to finishing Infinity War, right? Well, they filmed them back to back. They they shot them back to back like Lord of the Rings. Well, I yeah. guess Lord of the Rings was shot like simultaneously. Um, but if they're adding anything, that means they're doing reshoots like right now, and the movie comes out in three weeks. Uh, that is pretty close to the mark. I Unless wanna- they did something beforehand. I don't want to. Uh, so you said reshoots. I or think sorry, they're going to do additional shooting pickups. Okay. They're going to do pickups. Whatever the term is. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to go back and like reshoot yes. the third act of the movie exactly. and throw Mr. Fantastic in. Yes. There. <laughs> what I meant was like they're going to add a scene, which will be interesting to see if it sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't think it will. I think you know, that hopefully it's not a Justice League situation where Batman's weight fluctuates <laughs> throughout the movie. Sure. No, I think <laughs> I think you're not you're not even going to see a face. I think I a think symbol, a four. symbol or like a tease about like something like Galactus. It's going to be stupid, not stupid, but like it's what stupid to say it out loud. Thing, that's what I mean. That's what it's going to be. It's going to mm-hmm. be a post credits scene, like. I bet you they already had an idea of what they wanted their post credit scene to be leading into what's next, which would be Homecoming, or uh, yeah. Far From Home. Um, but uh, What's after that? I don't think they've announced their slate after that. I feel like it's like Doctor Strange 2 or something. Doctor Strange 2 was announced to be in production, but um, they haven't done one of the... Like, this like is what's Panther interesting. 2? They haven't even announced that yet. Like, they've... they've ju- people have just They're said like that pumping they... pumping the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. I think that we're about to see a major overhaul. Yeah. Things are going to change. Endgame is a big deal. Things are going to change. People There's going to be franchises that are going to stop. You've changed things. People will yeah. die. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So gut gut reaction. Don't even think about it. Who's the character that they bring from Fox 21st Century that they tease it in Endgame? Galactus. Galactus. I say... Or Galactus, well, so Galactus and the Silver Surfer kind of go hand in hand because he's the herald. He like goes to planets and tells them like, "Hey, Galactus is gonna come and eat your planet." Um, I think that that will be their next. Now that they have him, that'll be their next quote unquote big bad after Thanos that they're gonna build a couple movies towards. Okay, I think it'll be uh, either Magneto or Xavier. That'd be awesome. If they do Galactus, I hope he's a big purple fool <laughs> with that helmet. <Yeah. laughs> My I think X-Men's probably the safer choice because it's a it's a well-known property that people would be able to be like, that's iconic, I get it. Yeah. Galactus is probably like, you know, if you hadn't read the book, the last time we saw Galactus, he was a big fart cloud in that 
Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. So, I'm guessing what the post-credit scene is going to be is it's going to be like. Picture this and go on a, ri- a wild ride with me for a second. I'm strapped in. Hold on, wait. A mental hospital or like a therapy office. Okay. Post events of Endgame. Yeah. One of the characters that survives, maybe Peter, is talking to someone there. Mm. And Peter Parker. And he's saying like, I just don't know like what's going on. And, and he's like, I'm, I'm devastated and I'm hurt and I don't know how to move on and cope with these sorts of things. And they say like, maybe you should take a trip or something like that. And he's like, I'll refer, like, I'll refer you, like, I'll refer you to a certain doctor or something like that or whatever. And then, like, um, like, they read off a name on a page or something like that. He's like, have you ever considered, have you ever considered talking to, like, uh, like a professor, like, there, we have a professor that, you know, specializes in people that might be a little bit different. Have you ever, Gifted young like, have you ever, have you ever th- thought about, like, going and being with people like that? And he's like, no, I've never really had. And she's like, oh, well. Okay. And then, you know, they part with, so it's like, it's going to be the most subtle thing ever, but they're going to do something to, to like, people are going to go <gasps> in the theater and go, <gasps> they're doing X-Men or they're doing Deadpool is officially part of this universe. It's going to be something like that. You know, hmm. not overt. You're not going to see a face because they're not going to cast anybody too soon. You're just going to get a little mention to know that they're shared in the universe together. Hmm. A mention. Yeah. I think it would just be kick-ass if they just, like, full send. They would be kick-ass. End credits. Daniel Radcliffe is Wolverine. <laughs> That's the rumor. Um, really? The rumor is, is that they're eyeing Dan- Daniel Radcliffe to be the next Wolverine. God. I don't think that's a bad idea. That's no. That's no. You just gotta jack him up a little it's bit. It's too soon. It's still too soon. Uh. I think it's fine. Hugh Jackman could still play Wolverine. They just spent how much? $70 billion on this Fox merger? They gonna capitalize so on So they're going for the, the comic Wolverine where he's really, really short? Maybe. Is that the I plan? Because Daniel Radcliffe is tiny. Yeah. Really tall. Uh, if they were going to do X-Men, I think it'd be cool if there's like Central Park. You got these two people playing chess. So it just starts out where oh. you, just, you just see hands moving chess pieces. So it's like one shot. And yeah, you're like and on the it's table. Like panning out, and then and the it, last chess board. Hands out, it's McAvoy and, and Fastbender playing chess. They're not going to be in it. Or somebody. Well, what, what I was going to say is like have the chess boards in the park or whatever. Like, yeah. And then the last chess board, you don't see hands move the piece. The piece just moves. Moves itself? Yeah, because like, it's metal. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Right? Isn't that like cool? my arm, the hairs on my arm just You raised. can hire me, Marvel. I'm here. <laughs> Like, I'm ready for it. I can't wait, dude. Endgame. Yeah. Give it to me. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait. Um, next guy. Uh, so let's talk about Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, do you need a beer? Yes, I do. Yeah, let's get a beer. Beers, I think uh, now we're in the correct mental state to talk about our favorite franchise, Suicide Squad. Some type of Suicide Squad. What are we, some type gonna, of Suicide You got to white people dead. We're the bad guys. What's it? Okay. Least favorite member of the Suicide Squad. Uh, Killer Croc. Or no. Slipknot. Slipknot. The man who can climb anything. <laughs> I need to jump up on this building. Oh, man. That was a bad movie. My yeah. least favorite member of the Suicide Squad. The classic 2016 film. Classic. Joker doesn't count? No. 
Rick Flag. You mean uh, the most generic white military character uh, of all time? The Honest trailers described him the best as a chicken chomping exposition man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's bad. Or the Enchantress. Both of them were pretty awful. Well, she's not part of the squad either. She was at the beginning. Yeah, and then she the fucking... archaeologist. She turncoats immediately. <laughs> and then her brother's like from the Legend of the Forbidden Temple game show. Yeah. <laughs> that oh movie sucks. Yeah, dude. Suicide Squad. Trash. Uh, but I got good news for you, John. The Suicide Squad reboot is not a, quote, total reboot. reboot. It's not called Suicide Squad 2. It's called The Suicide Squad. Ah. Uh, I see what you did there. More details have come to light Alien, about- aliens. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> More details have come Grammar. to light about DC's upcoming Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, producer Peter Safran told Joe Blow that the sequel is, quote, a total reboot and shouldn't be referred to as Suicide Squad 2. The name the studio is using is the Suicide Squad, though whether or not this is the final name. They should just call it Task Force confirm. X. That's what they get referred to as in the um, comics, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, but this also comes off the back of the news that um, uh, Will Smith has officially exited Suicide Squad. Uh, this came from Variety. It was an exclusive about he got on the February twenty seventh. So you might say that he got in one little fight and his mom got scared. <laughs> <laughs> you moving with the IT and ongoing belly? No. It, it, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. In Gotham City, born and raised. <laughs> That's where I spend most of my days. He got one little fire and his mom got scared. And he said, you move into Arabian Nights <laughs> and you're going to be blue. <laughs> and you're going to come out of a lamp. Yeah. Uh, even with, so even with Studio dating the next installment in the Suicide Squad franchise, Warner Brothers is already losing one of the film's biggest stars. Even though his return had not been made official, sources tell Variety that Will Smith, who played Deadshot, is not expected to return. Sources say scheduling was the ultimate factor and that the decision was made on amicable terms between both sides with no hard feelings mm. but obviously uh it seems to me like will smith it, personally for me i don't i think will smith uh likes to be associated with quality stuff usually most of the time i mean he, even though he was in bright <laughs> and uh, after earth he's not had a great couple of choices in his career recently what's but, the the last good Will Smith movie. I don't know. Concussion was popular. He received accolades mm, for that. He got like a Oscar nomination for that. Oscar right? nom, I think. I think. I, I don't remember clearly. But probably that one. Yeah. That's he the most was, recent I can think of. He's a 90s guy. Yeah. 90s, early 2000s. That was his time. He just had a popularity like kind of carryover. Uh and I don't think Aladdin's going to do him any favors. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see about Aladdin. Um, so the, the article goes on to talk about it. says, the, two, the 2016 Suicide Squad received mixed reviews, but was a massive commercial success, making more than how much, John? It was like $800 million. Or something. $746 million worldwide. And won an Oscar. For makeup and hairstyle. The only, it's like the only DC uh, extended universe movie that won an Oscar. Pretty funny. Um, so The Suicide Squad is slated for theaters in August of 2021. So it's going to be a few years before we see that. And then probably a year or two more before we see Guardians 3. 
So strap yourselves in. That's such a so that will that'll be like that'll be like almost a seven year gap in between volume two and volume three, which is pretty crazy because of this bullshit. Yeah. God damn it! Thanks, trolls. Let's kill him. The troll guy. Kill the trolls. Um, (laughs) It also there was also a report that said this the Suicide Squad is going to add a number of characters from the DC Comics world, including, and I want your opinions Black on all Adam. these, Ratcatcher. Okay. Don't know who that is. King Shark. I know that guy. He's <laughs> awesome. He's a big shark. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Uh, Polka Dot Man. Oh, very good. Polka Dot Man's good. He's a Batman animated series villain. Yeah. And Peacemaker. Okay. I'm excited for Polka Dot Man and King Shark. <laughs> If I could get Danny DeVito as Polka Dot Man, count me in. Um, Also, like any of us give a flying fuck, uh, Jai Courtney says he's coming back for the Suicide Squad. That's the only other job he's going to get right now. Um, He said, quote, we're getting ready to shoot in a few months. There's not much else I can reveal about it, but yeah, you'll be seeing Boomerang back for sure. End quote. Oh, that makes me cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one cares, Jai Courtney. You're the... No one cares about that. Yeah. So wait, before this movie comes out, we get that Birds of Prey, like the Emancipation of Harley, whatever that thing is. The Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Okay. And we're also getting a standalone Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which may or may not tie into it. That's like a separate thing. Well, we don't know that for sure. Hey, as long as it's not Leto. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Leto, I want Leto back and no. give him different direction. Leto's a good actor. He just needs he that I chalk that role completely up to direction. Change the character design. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. That direction as well. Like Jared Leto had no input. I, I'm guaranteeing you no input on whether or not he put a damaged tattoo on the top of his forehead. That was bad. Bad. Was Real bad. Bad. An insult to the character. Which, that's like, probably the most iconic DC character, besides yeah. the bat. Um, one more piece of uh, Marvel comic book movie news. Uh, Angelina Jolie is in, in negotiations for Marvel's The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they know with to who play whom? No. Uh, I'm trying to read through here. Uh, Death. Do you know much about The Eternals? No. They're wonky, dude. That's what I've heard. But like, I've heard they're also, like Guardians level wonky. We also wonky. thought that like Guardians was wonky, yeah. and that turned out to be fine. So. Yep, it's all good. Um, also, I forgot one more piece of comic book news. Uh, we talked about this briefly this morning, and I don't think we need to harp on it. But Dark Phoenix, um, just showed some like preview footage at WonderCon, and uh, reactions were positive, like mostly positive. So I think that movie, this is a very low bar to jump over, but it will definitely be better than Apocalypse, Ugh. is my prediction. I don't think Apocalypse was a good movie at all, with the exception of, like, a couple sequences. Apocalypse was in a very entertaining. I'm worried that this movie's going to be chopped to death in editing and be, like, They're, frustrating to watch. I think they knew... That the writing was on the wall, so I don't know if they're gonna edit much of it at all. I think they're just gonna be. I think it's gonna be like longer than a normal cut. You know, I don't know. 
But dude, I'm also worried about they're past getting, motivation. They're, they're getting rid of Mystique, so like that's cool. <laughs> I'm also that, another thing with that. I'm worried about cast motivation. Like from that trailer, that trailer's ass. It was bad. It's um, a bad trailer. Jennifer Lawrence is like phoning in that entire performance. Sophie Kill Turner it. doesn't really seem to be caring much. She eh. doesn't seem very emotionally. Even McAvoy and Fassbender in the trailer don't seem like they don't seem like their characters. How dare you? <laughs> I'm worried that McAvoy's hamming it up. I'm worried that the movie's just um, gonna be like totally like phoned in from everybody. I think it'll be better than Apocalypse. That's my prediction. Drink bet. Are we doing a Rotten Tomato score? Like, how are we gonna categorize? Yeah, this? that's a good call. Okay, What's so the Rotten Tomato score of Apocalypse. I'm gonna guess forty-two percent rotten. I'm gonna guess. For, you said forty-two. Forty-two percent. I'm gonna rotten. guess sixty-five. For Apocalypse? Dude, did you see the same movie I did? I know we went together. 48. Oh! 65% of audiences, audiences like that. Yeah, though. but we're not basing it off of that. I know. Okay, so what did you say? Uh, well, I thought this was going to be 42. So I'm going to guess Dark Phoenix is going to be 55%. Won't be fresh, but it'll be 55. It'll be right in the middle. I'm going to take a sh- I'm going to take a weird guess and say that it's going to be a 48. Huh? Okay. I bet you critics will dislike the movie about the same. You have to pick a different number. 49, Bob. Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 48.1. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next up, we got the trailer, the first trailer for Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. John, did you watch it? I did. What did you think? I loved it. I loved every second of it. It looks so cool. I'm very excited. I uh, love the the subtle humor. Like it's not like overtly jokey. It it seems very. Uh, it's like Django. Yeah, it's like very naturally funny. Like it just seems funny. Like these characters seem like very charismatic. Obviously, it's Brad Pitt and Leo. God, um, Brad Pitt is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Like, what do you think uh, about Brad Pitt, Carly? In what capacity? All, all capacities. Do you like Brad Pitt? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's it. Seven and Ocean's Eleven are classics for me, so... uh, He's good. A soft spot for him. What is he drinking here? Is that like half and half? It looks like half and half. I think he's drinking milk. It doesn't have milk? (laughs) It just looks like a thing of half and half. That's what normal people call milk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Yeah. He's like fighting is Bruce, Bruce, Lee, Bruce Lee. For sure, yeah. yeah. What I love about the trailer is all the, like this, that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that I'm I'm living for right now. It's like, I love the golden age Hollywood sort of like imagery. So like all the stuff with Margot Robbie and Sharon Tate, like she's doing like the dancing thing with like the spinning, like it looks, it looks like. Out she's of a, definitely playing Sharon Tate. Yeah. Uh, is she going to die in this movie? I don't know. Yeah, People are speculating on how much they're going to... Apparently, this guy is Manson. That guy is Manson. Oh. Charles Manson. Creepy. Right? Charles Manson, Carly? Yes, Charles Manson. Char- Carly's our, our resident murder expert. Marilyn Manson is not the same as Charles Manson. <laughs> Marilyn is not yeah, the same Charles as Charles Manson. Manson is the... The cult murder. leader. The cult. Yes. A.K.A. Chris Hemsworth character in yeah. Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes. Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... Which is another movie set in the same time frame. Yes. Which handled the aesthetic really well. Really well. 
So I'm very excited about all of this. Me too. It looks I, cool. I love it. I love it. I'm. I'm. I can't wait. This is this ending best. stinger is like fa- fabulous. It's like a fucking great note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so awesome Dude. too. Like that hard cut. It's great. <laughs> so here's what I want. Okay. Don't take this the wrong way, at all. Okay. okay. Why did it take so long for Leo to get an Oscar, but we have people that can just get it their first time up to bat? Maybe the Academy just doesn't like Leo. Why? I don't know. He's so good. Because they're old, stuffy white men. He's an old white man. (laughs) (laughs) Now. I don't know why, like, it took so long. Like, do you think, like, The Revenant is probably, like, one of the worst Leonardo DiCaprio movies. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, Like, he should, uh, Tom Hardy was better in that movie than he was. Oh, my goodness. He didn't win for Django, like, bothers That blows my mind. That blows my mind. I don't even remember who won that year. It was supporting. It was Christoph Waltz. Okay, so he was gotcha. going up against his partner. Gotcha. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is better in that movie. Yeah, 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 no doubt but about it. But that's the when I think best Leo roles, I think of that, and I think of I don't know. It's cliche, but I mean Inception. Oh, that's he a plays good a good like my f- one of my Shutter favorite. Island too. Even yeah. like I love Shutter. One Island. of my favorite Leos is um, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, for sure. Frank Abernathy. That's a good movie. Very good movie. With also, he didn't Walken. win. I, I did. I, the movie is fine. I think it's like a solid eight. But like he didn't win for Jordan Jordan Belfort. Like he put Wolf his he put one hundred percent of his heart and soul into that role, and he didn't win. Like that that role sh- it was that was the, the the best thing about that movie was him. Is he the biggest American actor? American actor now. Like or just ever, like living American, living actor. American actor. The biggest American actor probably ever, Humphrey Bogart. I don't know. It's tough. That's a hard question. It's tough, right? Yeah, it's multifaceted. Leo, Al Pacino. I don't know. It's hard to like. You got to pick American ones yeah. too, because like these days, there's so many of them are from London. All right, so one last movie news before we move on to the rest and kill this show and then uh, kill some, party. Kill some bruise, bro. Yeah, some bruise. You seen that meme of Anakin killing young yinglings? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Linnea sent it to me. It's like Obi-Wan's like, I saw a recording of him killing, killing yinglings, yinglings and it's him in the picnic field and Attack of the Clones and someone photoshopped a can in That's his amazing. hand. <laughs> Uh, this actually, this broke just tonight. Oh, uh, really? Mark Hamill will be the voice of Chucky in, oh, the, wow. in the remake that's coming out with, uh, what's her name from uh, Parks and Rec? Amy Poehler. No, no, no. Rashida Jones. No. Chris Pratt's girlfriend and what's her name? Why can't I remember her name? Oh. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza, yes. Uh, the Aubrey Plaza Chucky remake that's coming out. Mark, Hamill. Mark Hamill's gonna be Chucky. It's a good fit. He's a good voice actor. He's a good voice actor, especially does, if he does creepy, especially if well. he does the Joker, but just like a little creepier, that'd be good. Yeah. He fit really well. Um, Chucky freaks me out, man. I can't deal it. I'm excited. I hope it's good. I hope it's very like campy and not like overly serious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all right. So the only television news I've got here is uh, the most watched trailer in YouTube history for this year. I think the most watched trailer on Netflix's page, it is uh, Stranger Things 3. Hmm. You watched this? I did. I've watched it a couple times, actually. Uh, what are your thoughts? It's a really... They do continue to do a really good job of cutting trailers. Yeah. 
for a television show. Yeah. Um, it's good, though. Like, it's a good cold open. You know, it's supposed to be very suspenseful and stuff. And then obviously, it's just a joke. And then you get this reveal, and it's... Um, Finn Wolfhard got really tall. Got tall? <laughs> got tall. Still as skinny as a stick. Yeah, but, he's a real. Um, but yeah, this yeah. is cool. Dustin looking noticeably older. Lucas looking noticeably older. Um, Eleven looking older. I mean, obviously, she's got the long hair, hair, like, down past her shoulders at this point, but... Uh, it just looks Man. like so. This this trailer looks very much like a Stephen King movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for like sure. It or something. Uh, production quality. I want to. I want to mention this. Like uh, for whatever reason, it, it looks like they've upped the the. I, I don't know. For some reason, it just looks like the quality of like a lot of these shots are like very. They're, they're very complex and very. I, I don't know, like stuff like that, like. A lot of landscape shots, a lot of very good establishing shots, a lot of really good close-ups and stuff. Like it, I don't, I don't recall other stuff in the other seasons being as like, yeah, like stuff like this. Like it's very colorful, it's bright, it's bold, it's pulled back. Like there's a money. lot of detail going on. It's, they got a yeah, bunch it's money. money. They made a carnival. <laughs> yeah, they made a carnival. They made a mall. Like yeah. Uh, I want to say I think this is a perfect trailer. Like, it's if really you want to talk about like how to drum up excitement, like the way the use of music in this, like with Baba O'Reilly, and like the way that it's it like it tensions up, ratchets up the tension, and it shows a lot of like it shows a lot of stuff, but it it never at one point feels like I know the story of what's happening. You can kind of piece things together and think like you might have an an idea of what's going to happen. I mean, at some point they fight this thing. Which is a giant blob monster, I guess, but it's a Cronenberg Demogorgon. Sure. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. That thing just like it's, it's creepy. It's like mm-hmm. a thing from Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be the best season of the show. Honestly, really? Yeah. That's good because I didn't think two no, was as good as two one. Two was not very. I think two had some really strong moments, but some very weak. And well, repetitive stuff. I think stuff. now, because so like two had to set up a couple new characters. Yeah. Now that everyone's established three, they can just kind of run with it. Yeah. Um, like for Max and uh, what's his name, Billy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. I th- I'm very very excited. I I think it's gonna be the perfect thing to come out this. July Fourth is a good setting yeah. too. 1985 is a good year. What came out that year? It Back was to the a Future. Very good year. Breakfast Club was 84. 85. So, like... Breakfast Club will have come out by the time that that's yeah. over. So... Okay. Yeah. So, we'll get Breakfast Club. Back to the Future, I think, too, right? It was 85. Yeah. yeah. That was the big one. For 85. But... Yeah. I think that... I think that they can go all out. I think characters are going to die. Because there's only going to be one more season after this. And I think that this season is going to have a lot of big ramifications. Like, it's going to be, like... The last season's going to be a lot of tying up loose ends. So I think that there's a strong possibility, like, that... One of the kids. One of the kids could get nixed. I think that uh, um, Steve is probably cashed. On the chopping block. I think Steve is probably dead. I think uh, maybe there's a chance that they kill off uh, Jonathan. I was thinking that probably him more than than Steve. I could see see it being, like, a, uh, a Quicksilver scenario from Age of Ultron. Where it's like you think that they're going to kill Steve, but then they end up killing Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a horrible example, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. I also, I also you think did not that, see that coming. I, I know that he's one of the most popular characters in the show, but I also don't think it's totally unreasonable for them to kill David Harbor this season, um, because he's not like he's not the star power of the show. People don't like David Harbor, but I don't bet do they, it. he's gonna They're die. Not gonna don't do, do it. Nah, he, no, he's, he's either won't. gonna die this season or next season. The la- he's gonna die. The last one. Not, not we'll this see. One. I we'll won't see. watch the fourth one. <laughs> That's not true at all. The kids are likable enough to carry that show. The kids aren't. I don't think all four of the the kids will die. Like Dustin, Mike, Lucas are gonna be there forever. Will has a chance of dying. I think. Will's been through so much. <laughs> I know, but they are not going to focus on Will again and kill him. There's they're not no going to focus on Will again and kill him. But I, what I'm saying is that like Will could have like a Gray Haven scenario, where it's like, let me go. It's better this way. And like, Will's not here. <laughs> I'm saying like Will could sacrifice himself, and I think that that because he's like he's like why don't you just he's like I know what it's like. I don't want you guys to have to deal with this. And then he like no, lets himself go. I think go. he's safe the rest of the way. And if anything, he's going to take a back seat to being. A, part of the integral plot of the of the show we'll see i mean the big the stinger at the end of season two even though the season itself wasn't as highly regarded the whole stinger is that like the mind flayer is still like a big part of it it's like this this overarching controlling aspect is still tethered with with lucas or Mm -hmm. sorry not lucas will with will and so i think that his fate he's the catalyst of the entire show i think that he has something to do with the way that everything plays out in the end. Like, there has to be ultimate resolution. They can't end the last season on a cliffhanger. So you've got some time to make some amends, but I don't know. All speculation. I just hope, I'm just, I just hope Nancy makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want the best for her. <laughs> Honestly, the trailer is making it seem like... I'm worried about the, tra- the what the trailer... Uh, what The tone that the trailer sets, because... It, it opens with Dustin, and that worries me because uh, I can see him being cat axe too. Even though he's the most popular of the kids, like I think besides Eleven, huh. Eleven survives the whole way. But I think that Dustin has a has a good chance of getting the axe too, and I think he has a chance of like doing the sacrificing himself for the group sort of thing, which would be some fucking heavy, heartbreaking. Some heavy shit. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, all right, so that's it for the news. Uh, John. You didn't want to talk about the Game of Thrones trailer? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> a lot it's of coming out that, next month. There's a lot of people that listen to this that's show true. that care about uh, Game of Thrones. What did you think about the trailer? we're talk about the news for the people. That's true. This I don't want to be unbiased. What did you yeah. think of the trailer? Uh, I think it's a cool trailer. Um, I think that it's going to be very, very lengthy episodes. They've already announced the episode lengths. They're like feature uh, length, right? Well, the first four episodes are the regular runtime, about 60 minutes, and maybe give or take a couple minutes on either end. But the last two episodes are an hour and a half. Jeez. So we're getting uh, we're getting two feature length movies, basically. And then we're getting a couple like uh, regular episodes as well. Mm. Um, and the longest, some... the longest filmed fight scene in the history of film. Yeah, it's that it's that battle in front of Winterfell yeah. in, at nighttime. Um, it was spoiled. Kit Harrington accidentally spoiled it. Oh, Kit! He was on Stephen Colbert. He was talking about how they were filming in Belfast at night for like days for this big battle thing. And, and then they like, showed that in the trailer yeah. or whatever. Um, that that battle. You want to talk about characters dying? Like you're gonna lose like seventy five percent of people in that battle. So yeah, in the battle you might, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna. So it's the last season. So every death is gonna be ceremonial because there's not many people left. 
they're not going to axe people really quickly and not linger on it. So I think it's going to be a steady every episode someone gets axed. You might get like two or three, but it's going to be like the minor ones in the big battle. I think it's going to be a steady stream of like a character that you like in every episode is going to die up until the last episode where it's like whoever the five or four people left are. Four, man. Starting from like 60 going on to going four. Down to That's four. nuts. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have any feelings about the trailer. I'm excited to know the conclusion of the story, but I'm not excited to watch it. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm. I want to know what happens. I want to talk about it, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be, let's see if it's six episodes. It starts in mid-April, so it's going to finish before June. Yeah. So just half of April and all of May. Yep. Interesting. A long run. Yeah. HBO's Scrambling biggest thing. There now. Yeah. yeah, they're like, what do we have? What can we make that's bigger? The Westworld failed. Show. Yeah, Westworld really fell down. Yeah. They don't all have right. anything right now. But all right, let's end the show on a high note, John. Comic book shop talk. Oh, oh yeah. I got this. What is that? This is uh, Detective Comics issue number 1000. Oh my god. 80 years of Detective Comics since 1939. Um, Detective Comics is known as uh, issue 27 being the debut of the character The Batman, which is now one of the biggest characters in history. Uh, Detective Comics is also where DC gets its name. DC stands for Detective Comics. They had the imprint, and then it just flourished from there into the large superhero thing that it is today. Uh, I read this yesterday. It's 96 pages of just glorious short stories. Um, oh, cool. From a variety of different Batman authors over the history of the character. Uh, Kevin Smith wrote a story with Jim Lee doing art that was very touching. Um, but yeah, you get people like Scott Snyder and um, uh, like Denny O'Neill, like people from the 70s and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it was just a cool thing. In the same way that last year we had the 80th anniversary of Superman, they had a Action Comics 1000. So. Just cool. I got my cover with uh, Tim Sale, who did the art for The Long Halloween, which is my favorite book. Um, but there's like 10 different variant covers that you can really? go out and get. So That's awesome. Go out to a comic store, get one. It's 10 bucks, um, which seems like a lot for one book, but it's pretty much, if you look at it, it's the size yeah, of Yeah, it's of a of thick a, boy. It's the size of about three issues of a comic anyway. Um, so you're getting your money's worth, and it's... Uh, it's a good, you know, good, again, couple short stories, and as well, it's just like a good collector's thing. Yeah, for so, sure. That's probably the biggest thing to talk about there. Okay. Yep. Um, Marvel, going into the summer, is focusing on this big crossover event with Malekith, the Dark Elf. The Accuser. Yep. Uh, whereas, like, it's just so funny how contrasting the uh, the books are from the, the movies right now, because everyone's into the movies and Endgame and stuff like that, and it's like... The comics are they're, they're they're good, but it's just very different. Like they're focusing again on these battles with the like the Norse myth- mythological realms and stuff like that. It's just funny. Yeah, the Avengers team the roster is also pretty different too. So, yeah, that's comic shop news. Okay. At that topic, do we have an at? Do we have a Dat Cave? You said you had something you couldn't think. But of But I it. couldn't think of it. Yeah, I had a good one. I had a good one, but I don't remember what it is. You got one? We got to think of something. We got to end the show on a note where it's like, yeah, we got to end it on a good note. We got to end it on a 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 note. On a on a on a on a. Oh, ah, 
Carly? Oh, we were going to talk about our rankings. Oh, that's fine. So no at that, do that, no dat cave, but we do have rankings. So yeah. All right. So then uh, we are less than a month away from Endgame. This will probably be the last time before this, that comes out. This will definitely be the last time. But in between this and Endgame, you're going to celebration. So we'll have celebration. I'm get you all the Star Wars news. Yeah. So all by the time it. Endgame comes out, we'll have that episode nine trailer. And mm. title. Yeah, episode nine trailer and title. Um, and we'll have your your review for Endgame. So. John and I thought that, or John had the idea that we should go through our MCU definitive ranking list um, and see where both of us stand going into Endgame. I don't know if we're going to be able to come up with one cohesive list between the two of us. Um, you know what I mean? Like, to, like make a sp- make a definitive list. I think there, there's too few of us. The I few of us. The few of us. I think we need like a panel. We need, like, you, me, Cal, Carly, Kaylee, Michael, not Michael, Connor. <laughs> not Michael. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Michael can No, I'm just kidding. Michael. We need, like, a panel of people to, like, vote, you know, like, yay or nay, like, what, where it sits so that it's definitive. Do you know what I mean? Like, a majority we rules. We need, like, for... a whiteboard and, yeah. like, a couple cups of coffee. And... We need to do, like, a March Madness-style MCU breakdown. Mm. Um, Bracket. Yeah. Okay. So that might be a YouTube video coming out soon, but so I don't know if you agree with me, but I think the best way we should do this is start from the bottom and go to the top. Started from the bottom, now we're here. And I think for each movie, you just say one sentence about it. Oh, okay, I like this. Uh, and why it fits. This where is a it good fits. like retrospective thing too. Yeah, going into and the movie. and maybe this will make us a little bit weepy as we close the night out and and pontificate on the next month uh, of hype for Endgame. So, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Um, why don't you go first? You go first. Your least favorite. So my least Sorry. favorite. Let's not say least favorite. Bottom of the list. Bottom of the list. Because all of these are are watchable movies. Yeah, I would watch like the worst of these movies over like a lot of other movies any day of the week. To be I think honest. like the way I would describe it is there are some of these that I wouldn't pay to go see again in a theater, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's a bad movie. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about. Some I don't think any of these are bad movies. I'm looking at them now. I can, none I can, of these like, are Venom, and you know, like, none of these are X Men Apocalypse, which is like that's astounding because there's like like what 20, 21 of them. Twenty two, yeah, that's oh, quite right. I think twenty two. Yeah. Uh, all right, so bottom of the list for me, uh, Thor two, The Dark World. Um, I love the universe of Thor, and the best stuff in that movie is Asgard. Doesn't stay there long enough. Um, it kind of like it spends too much time on Earth. And the villain is just absolutely hor- horrifyingly weak, like Malekith. Speaking of. Speaking of. <laughs> uh, doesn't get much to do. No real motivation. No great backstory. Um, I'm also going to I'm gonna add an addendum here. I'm going to add like a little point. I'm going to add like my 20-point scale rating to each of these mm, as I go. The 20-point scale. I knew, that would, I knew that would wake her up. <laughs> Carly, uh, you got to dive in on some of these conversations. For that because guy. Because we're going to get into arguments, I think. For that guy, I would give like a six point five. Hmm. I would I would put it as six. I think it doesn't deserve that half point. If Cat Dennings wasn't in the movie, it would be a six point five. God, Cat Dennings, Lordy, how mighty um, hallelujah. Also, 
Natalie Portman. Kind of phoning it in that movie. Oh, totally phoning it in. She could care less. Natalie yeah. Portman. One of the best parts of that movie, though. Not like she's the best is, actor in the is, world. Is uh, Dr. Silving running around the Stonehenge butt naked. Yeah, that, <laughs> that shit is too. hilarious. Yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> Skarsgård is awesome in that yeah. movie. That, that's the thing is that, like, it's Where's like, he been? I, I don't know. I, I bet you in, he's an Endgame. He wasn't in Ragnarok. I bet you he's an Endgame. You think so? Yeah. Endgame All the Thor characters are dead besides Thor and uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. I bet they're going to pay off a lot of like minor characters, like Happy and blah, 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 all that stuff. Are they going to bring Liv Tyler back? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Speaking of which, moving on. How funny would that be if Mark... How awesome and funny would that be if Mark Ruffalo gets a scene with Edward Norton? Like, they bring him back for like a 20-second cameo, and they like see each other through like a time vortex. What if they just... And they go like this, what if and Edward Norton, they hold up their hands and like move around. What if the trailers were misleading and Edward Norton just plays Bruce Banner for the whole movie? That'd be so weird. So weird. <laughs> it won't happen because uh, one is clearly better than the other. Oh, but. yeah. All right, uh, Thor of the Dark World is also my last one. Okay. I will just reiterate what you said. Um, Not a fantastic film. There are some really good moments between Thor and Loki, which is the same thing that all three of those movies and the Avengers movies build on. Um, but that is the most salvageable portion of it. There's this weird subplot with like his relationship with his mom, who like passes in that movie. I like all that stuff. It's I like, good. It's yeah, good. I like, like that the, the family dynamic is cool. But like you said, the villain is bad, and the, the final so bad. the final fight at like Oxford or something like that is it's weird. Just, it's not good. Yeah, it's so. weird. It's the most sequely sequel of all these movies. It's like it it, it feels so conventional. When the rest of these movies feel like it's a like little Men bit in Black too, where it's <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like did this really need to happen? Uh, yeah. Not really. All right, so I'm next. I think I'm next actually. Oh okay. Because you went first. But then you said Thor two was your last one too. Yeah. So, okay, so then you go. Yeah yeah go good yeah Iron Man three. So here's the deal. Iron Man three is a good Shane Black film, but it is not a good. Marvel Cinematic Universe film, in my opinion, compared to the rest of the things that we get to talk about. Um, I don't like that kid that's in it for yeah. a large portion of it. I don't like that Tony, as great as Robert Downey Jr. is, I don't like that Tony Stark spends 60% of the movie out of the Iron Man suit. Um, the Mandarin thing is kind of funny, um, subverting expectations, but the worst part about it is that's not even the thing that I have a problem with. The problem that I have is with their real Mandarin villain. I rewatched this last year before Guy Infinity War. Guy Pierce. There's some parts of that movie that are just like, you completely forget about them. Yeah. It is a forgetful movie. Um, like, there's a whole subplot where, like, these people are exploding and they leave behind, like, like Hiroshima, like, marks, you know, and they're studying that to yeah. figure it out. And it turns out it's just, like, his power is he makes things explode. And it's radiation. Yeah, and then you have the whole thing with like the Iron Patriot and the president, and then at the end, Shane Black destroys all the Iron Man suits, but then like magically, by Age of Ultron, he's got Iron Man suits again. So it's just like they retconned it anyway. Yeah. That's my piece with it. Are you doing ratings on yours as well, or no? Uh, I would also give Iron Man 3 a 6 out of 10. Okay. Um, it's funny, you? I'm a little bit, I'm just like a smidge more positive than you. Uh that's okay. So my second, my the second, ones that I'm really positive about. Just me, I'm gonna be really positive. Yeah, about. for sure. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay. Uh, so this, Edward Norton's yeah. Incredible Hulk. I give it a six point five. There's not much I can say about it. It's fine. Edward Norton's good in the lead. There's some pretty interesting visuals, but overall, it's kind of like it doesn't fit with the 
universe. Like it's that one. The odd, universe it's like the really, odd stepchild. To be fair, the universe hadn't really begun. Yes. Then, there's so. the there was the Tony Stark cameo at the very end, and that was like cool in the theater, but. Uh, yeah, the rest of the movie doesn't really jive. I also really liked uh, Tim Roth, right, mm-hmm. as the villain. He's really cool as Abomination. And they bring him back. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, not Tim Roth. Um, Eli Roth? No, 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 you're right. Tim Roth is Abomination, and also William Hurt is a good Yes, actor, William Hurt is they the bring one they bring him back. back. Yes, yeah. I like William Hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, He's awesome. Yeah. I would give Incredible Hulk a 6.5 as well. Same rating I gave. So Incredible Hulk was my third from the bottom. Okay. Um, so we're pretty we're pretty close there. What's your third from the bottom? Iron Man 3. So we swapped oh, okay. those two. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I would also give Iron Man 3. So my bottom three, I'd all give like a 6.5. Somewhere in that about range. A six out of Somewhere in that range. Cool. Uh, all right. So do you want me to go next on the next I'll go one? next if you okay. want. Uh, yeah, my fourth from the bottom is uh, Avengers Ultron. Okay. Um, I would give Avengers Ultron a 6.5 out of 10 on the 20-point scale. Uh, they just try to do too much. It's a bummer. But yeah, it's a, it's a it, does, it doesn't really hold up very well. Um, James Spader is cool the first couple times, but besides that, it's the Quicksilver stuff is pretty grown more than pretty bad. Yeah. Um, they tried to have Wanda have a <laughs> an accent, and they slowly just got rid of that for the rest of the movies. It was awesome. Um, I, but love, I love some, that in Infinity War, she just doesn't have it anymore. It's yeah, great. there's also some really cool stuff in that movie, like the Hulkbuster yes, fighting. Yes, Hulkbuster's awesome. The Hulk, I think that was really cool. Uh, what else is in it? I mean, you get the introduction of Vision, yeah, which is love important. Vision. Um, Cute Vision. But my favorite part of Ultron is them at that party mm-hmm. at the Avengers thing with uh, Stan Lee as like a, a war vet hanging yeah. out with Steve Rogers and he drinks the uh, Asgardian liquor. And yeah. He's, oh, he's so drunk. Uh, that's my favorite part is that party thing. Yeah. More stuff sure. like that. But we're in some dark circumstances right now, so that's not going to happen. But yeah. it, pr- it probably will. There will probably be at least one scene of levity mm. in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pickup would be uh, Thor. The original Thor. Ooh. Uh, Giving it a seven, just a smidge up from Iron Man 3. Uh, Well-directed. I like Kenneth Branagh. I like his association with, like, Shakespearean literature and plays. And I really like that the fact that Thor 1 is not where Ragnarok is in terms of, like, style. And it's kind of funny to, like, look at them side by side. I think Thor does a good job of doing, like, a very Shakespearean drama with, with levity. And then Ragnarok shows how you break that down. Um, so Thor, I liked a lot. The problems that it has is obviously like some visual stuff, some nerdy stuff, and also that Thor wasn't has they don't they don't really figure out his character yet. Like Thor didn't you don't really you know they didn't figure out his character until like Avengers, maybe even Avengers two. Like uh, I don't think they figured him out until Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's Thor. Okay. Um, Next up for me would be Avengers yeah. 2. Okay. So then that's your fifth from the bottom is Avengers 2? Fifth from the bottom. Okay. My fifth from the bottom is Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, which after rewatching it with you guys over the holidays, it's not a horrible movie. It's still really utterly watchable. John Favreau is still a fun director. Yeah. There's a lot of funny moments. It's still early on in the MCU when Tony Stark is just being a jackass the whole time. Yeah. I like the buddy cop dynamic between him and Rhodey. I like do. That's Don Cheadle's introduction, and he does a really good job filling in a void um, that a lot of people were worried about. Uh, the problem that I have really is with Mickey Rourke. Yes, bad it, villain. It's a bad villain. It's a bad villain. It's a bad villain. But Justin Hammer is really funny. Um, so, yeah. I would give Iron Man 2... 
A six and a half out of ten. Okay. Uh, Iron Man 2 is my next one as well. Sick. So the only real anomaly so far is how low you have Thor compared to where I have it. So, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um... So next up for me would be Ant-Man, the oh, original okay. Ant-Man. Uh, fine movie. It's an ultimate what-if movie for me because I love Edgar Wright so much. I was so bummed when he left the project. Uh, but I like it. Paul Rudd's likable and charismatic. Uh, it's just a very, like, That Baskin-Robbins joke is hilarious. Yes, it is very funny. It's a funny movie. It's just very safe. Like, the villain is very one-note, not very compelling. The story is very safe. There's no ramifications. Same thing with Ant-Man and the Wasp, but we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. uh, I, it's, I, I like that movie. It's very, very good. It's not like anything more, you know? Mm-hmm. So It's an enjoyable... That is like in very much the vein of what Marvel movies used to be before the MCU existed. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just like fun, campy yep. hero stuff. Uh, so my sixth from the bottom is Doctor Strange. Okay. Um... I would give Doctor Strange a 7 out okay. of 10. Uh, it's also a movie that I still haven't finished, so <laughs> I, can't, I don't know if I can necessarily that's funny. credit this. Um, yeah. All right, we have a lot to go, so we should probably make this a little bit more brisk. Okay. Because we're already rearing up on an hour and a half of this show. Sweet. Um, A-Man and the Wasp is my next one after... I should probably number these, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fucking... Ant-Man and the Wasp is my next one. I'd give it the same exact score as... If I could give it a 7.2 instead of a 7, I would. It's like just a smidge better than Ant-Man 1. It's like the the humor is better, the visuals are better. I liked Evangeline Lilly a lot more in the second one. She's great. Um, She's also beautiful. The story is a little bit more like in-depth and a little bit more heady, which I like too. Uh, but yeah, there it is for me. Okay. Um... My next one after Doctor Strange is Captain Marvel. So this might be significantly lower than it is on your list, but I won't spend too much time because we literally just talked about this the last episode. It's just a couple things that I don't necessarily think were handled the right way, Uh, but it's, again, it's not a bad movie necessarily. It's just, um, I just think it could have been a little, a little bit better. So um, that would clock in at my 15 spot. That would be your I 15 just, spot? I just numbered them, yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. There's I'm ahead 20, of you then. There's 21 movies, yeah. I'm ahead of you then. So you go Where again. are you at? I'm at 13. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number 14 is Ant-Man. I okay. won't spend too much time with that. My number 13 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. So they're right next to each other, but I like the sequel a little bit better. Okay. Uh, my number 13 is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh... Love the aesthetic of the movie. Um, some things with the villain. I, I like uh, Mads Mikkelsen a lot, but he was underutilized, obviously. Yep. Uh, I really like the cosmic stuff. Obviously, the Dormammu stuff is like the best thing in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. The way that they subvert your expectation with the way that the boss battle usually goes at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really like Benedict Cumberbatch. I have a safe, soft spot. For I just him like him better in Infinity War. Overall. He is, but he gets so much better he's in Infinity like, War. Yeah, he's like sure. the Hulk. He's better as a supporting character in yes. the Avengers than he is yes. in a standalone film. That's why I'm worried about them doing a sequel for Doctor Strange. We will see. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it can be more like a Ragnarok, where it's like Thor and Ragnarok is a lot more uh, like a, a character. I feel like can hold a standalone movie. Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange. 
can't really. You need him to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more weird, a little bit more cosmic. Introduce some more weird stuff to it. I think it could work. All right, my twelve is Number Thor. 12. Thor. Okay. I I just like that wow. first one a lot more. Um, it's high. It is high. I think it's really funny. I think it's a it's a good script. It's just there's a this lot of script. they made a character that I did not care about work yeah, really well works, for sure. in a movie that they don't have him in a costume for more than half of it. Uh, they spend a lot of time really making him earn, you know, what it is to be a hero and stuff like that. So I just have fond memories of when I went and first saw that being kind of just blown away at how much I liked it. So maybe it's still nostalgic for me. But yeah, that's where I have Thor. Yeah. Um, number 12 would be Captain Marvel for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't harp on this one as well because we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. I would give it an 8. Okay. Five points higher than Captain, uh, than Doctor Strange. I would give Captain Marvel a 7.5. Okay. My 11, this is where friendship falls apart, is Captain America the First Avenger. It does not crack my top 10. Okay. Outside looking in. I would give it an eight. It's a really fun movie. After rewatching it, I like it more the more that I see it. The first hour is some of the strongest stuff mm. that you get in the MCU yes, in terms of character building. I agree. Uh, it's when it's when they get into the montage that yes. it's not as the it's not as good. The montage is obviously the, the third weakest act. Point of the, movie. the montage in the third act, but like that first hour and a half is like so good. I would say with uh, Stanley Tooch. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just point this As out. As like that German doctor. I'll say this now, like so I don't harp on it when it gets to my pick, but I think that first the first half of Captain America is some of my favorite film ever made. Mm. Like I think it's just perfect cinema. Like it's emotional and action packed and Chris Evans does a great job portraying this like scrawny the scrawny little underdog. And yeah. it's like it's so satisfying when he does have that moment where he comes out of the chamber and then he chases down the Hydra agent, like it's like mm-hmm. that whole scene where he protects the kid. He's got the shield. It's it's so perfect. It's so satisfying. It's like my favorite. I love that movie my so much. Favorite part of that movie is there's a scene where they're all talking about the recruits, and Tommy Lee Jones takes a grenade out of yep. the truck and he throws it on the ground, and Steve Rogers jumps on top of it. Yeah, right? and it doesn't go off, but he's like, "Everyone, get out of the way!" Yeah. Like that is it's making me emotional thinking about it. But like the scene, that's characterization yeah, without having to say things explicitly. Um, and I think Tommy Lee Jones is also really good in that really, movie, really but good we never movie. talk about it because it I'm so, not going to kiss you because it was so long yeah. ago, but he's funny. He's yeah. really funny. The, the whole scene also Stanley Tucci, like, don't forget about it. Oh, him. he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I the mentioned whole scene that. With that those the, conversations are really good. The scene with them in the barracks where he's like, it's not about being like a strong soldier. Guy. It's about being a good man. And it's like, that's his character for the rest of those movies. And it's yeah. such a sad, it's such an emotional scene. Especially because you know his fate, you know. Yeah, whatever, those the thing with God. The, so the thing with the Marvel, like individual trilogies, is that's the only one that's good all the way through. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Like Iron Man is like I would have I would have given you a hundred dollars that I thought Iron Man the three movies would be perfect, but it's not. Uh, yeah. That's the only one that all three of them have been stellar. I agree. So, kudos to. Both the Russo brothers, and then I think it's was it Joe Johnston? Joe Johnson is the director of the first one. For the first one, yeah, yeah. I think so, something like that. All right, uh, number eleven for me, Black Panther. Give it okay. an eight. This uh, is where we're gonna get into some shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. Overhyped, over critically, over critically praised, in my opinion. I think. Uh, also, I have a case of high expectations for this one. Mm-hmm. It has the highest reviewed percentage of any Marvel movie, and it's also the only one of them to win uh, Oscars in like more than just visual effects. 
Um, I walked into that movie wanting to love it and thinking that it was going to be this piece of art, this like amazing piece of. It's still a comic like book movie. the Dark Knight yeah. level cinematic glory. Yeah, like Logan. Or, it's or very Dark Knight yeah. It's very example. much still yeah. like the end of the. Uh, I always say about the like, third act. The third act sucks in Black. It's hard. Panther. It's like, hard it, to land third acts in a yeah. lot of these. It just turns into CG fighting and fake well, that's rhinos. The thing is, and, yeah, it's I mean, just not Ant Man is the best example, or sorry, not Ant Man, Aquaman of like the comic book third act being where you can either trip or succeed. So like the Dark Knight is something that sticks to landing because it's a third act that you don't expect. Yeah. But Aquaman is like the generic superhero ending where it's like you take all the things and you throw them together and then you fight. Put them in a blender. Yeah, it's the Phantom Menace ending is what I like to call it. So Black Panther was on its way to being like one of those movies where it breaks the threshold of comic book movie to being like a great film and it just leveled out in my opinion. Like I just don't think that it received... I don't think it deserved the high critical acclaim that it did get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give it an eight. It's still one of the better Marvel movies, but it's not anywhere close to being better than like The Dark Knight, which people say it is, which yeah. is crazy in my opinion. That's not even close. Uh, my number 10 is the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's. I mean, it's a cinematic achievement. It's fun. For sure. Yeah, it's a good movie. I would give that movie an 8 as well. Uh, number 10 is Iron Man. I'd give it an 8. Uh, great origin story. Not much more to be said about it. Now we start getting to the like the A tier. Yeah, these are the, the big ones. Yeah. What the hell just happened with my list? Okay. Number 9. My number you... 9 is Captain America Civil War. Okay. Uh, I would give that movie an 8.5. I think it's a really good movie. It does a lot of stuff, and it does a lot of stuff better than a majority of the Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's still, you know, defining a comic book movie as a, as a 10 out of a 10 is really hard to achieve, because when it comes down to it, it's still men and women in tights punching each other. But, like, there's a lot yeah. of good stuff in Civil War, and the things that I like more about it is the character building stuff. Like, that airport sequence is great. Don't get me wrong, it's a lot of fun. My favorite stuff is, like, the end um, at the missile silo with Bucky and Iron Man and, and Captain America and Black Panther and yeah. Baron Zemo. That stuff is great. Oh, yeah. Like, that is high-quality filmmaking, high-quality tension building is heartbreaking. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number nine is Guardians 2. Give it an 8.5, just above Iron Man. Um, great ensemble film. Uh, <laughs> again, not much more to be said about this guy. Like... Guardians 2 is awesome. Kurt Russell's great in the role. Like, it was a great use of all the cast. Uh, great visuals, great music. Uh, like, it built on what Guardians 1 did, but in my opinion, just didn't, it didn't capture the same magic the first one did. But it still is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 8 is Black Panther. I'd give it 8.5. It's a lot of the same stuff you mentioned. I like it a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Um, it suffers the same thing that it does with the first Avengers for me, where I really like the first hour and a half a lot better than I like the second half of the movie. I think the world building at the beginning is really cool. Uh, but then after that, it kind of loses its stuff. Pretty much right after when he, quote unquote, dies, when he gets like thrown off a waterfall, is when things kind of start to fall apart. Yeah. Um... Number, my number seven is First Avenger. Okay. Uh, again, I'll say it again. Just real quick. 
cinematic perfection, in my opinion, in terms of, like, it's not the best of these movies, but in terms of, like, it has some faults in it, but, like, for me, it's just so nostalgic, and it makes me... Uh, it makes me. It always makes me happy watching it because it's it's a comfort movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the acting, love the story, love the the message it, that that it's, it has to say. My number seven is Guardians of okay. the Galaxy Volume Two, in the same vein that you had mentioned. Good yeah. uses of stuff, but not like it's hard to follow the first one for sure. Um, but it's still utterly rewatchable. Yep. So that's why also I, Yondu. I, I stick by. Oh, yeah, yeah, some good Yondu. Yondu's the man. Uh, number six are we at now? Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier for me. Okay. Um, ultimately, I got to give the up to Winter Soldier in terms of like, if I'm looking at these movies objectively in terms of quality, Winter Soldier's just head over heels better than First Avenger in terms of like action, choreography, story, intrigue. Mm-hmm. It nails that Captain America character. I love like the historical aspects it, it puts on Robert it. Robert Redford. It has Robert Redford. It does. It has Samuel uh, Jackson yes. in a real role. And the Samuel Jackson car chase murder like ass- assassination attempt is like one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, it's a spy movie. It's a great spy thriller. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, my number six is Spider Man Homecoming. Okay, cool. Uh, really fun. Probably the second best Spider Man movie ever. But uh, excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, I would give Spider Man Homecoming like an eight and a half. Pretty much all of these are eight and a halfs until we get to my top five. Okay. Um, number five is Avengers for me. The first one? First Avengers. Okay. Yeah. The first Avengers, not the first Avenger. Give it's it a so nine. confusing, yeah. Yeah. Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> yeah, Marvel's The Avengers 1. Yeah. Okay, my number five is Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. All right. I yeah. don't give a sh- flying shit where um, you put your movies on your rank. It's my favorite Avengers movie by far. Yeah. I personally like the characters, like this, the solo character movies a little bit more. Um, but this is the best ensemble movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, man. Um, that is a daunt. It's a daunting task. Oh, yeah. And that movie is, um, it's in the lexicon of pop culture for the rest of our lives. So. For sure. You, you can't talk to anybody that doesn't know like what the snap is and stuff like that. Uh, it's also got the best uh, Marvel villain in it. Yep, it does. Um, but the four that I have above it, I just love a little bit more. But I would give Infinity War a 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, number four is Ragnarok for me. Okay. Solid 9. Um, S-tier Marvel movies. It's like good comedy, great action, great sound. Uh, best, some of the best humor in all the movies. Best Matt Damon performance best in the MCU. Best Matt Damon performance <laughs> in the MCU, that's true. Uh, great aesthetic, too. Like, I love the buddy cop 80s sort of synth wave aesthetic. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my number four. My number four is The Winter Soldier. Cool. I love that movie oh, yeah. so Kick-ass. much. It's so cool. It's um, it introduces a lot of people, too, yeah. in that movie. Um, but yeah, it's just a great movie. It is. Such a fun my favorite Captain America movie. Number three for me is Guardians, uh, 9.5. Again, we're in the S tier. These are like almost perfect movies for me. Guardians will Guardians will be one of those like classics we look back on. It's like it, Guardians will... The other movies we'll think of as Marvel movies, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 will, will transcend past that and be one of those movies where it was like... It was defining of this era. It's like... Yeah. It's a sci-fi comic book movie that was a big budget that had... Chris Pratt in it when at the height of his like career before he just 
stop doing shit because that's probably coming. Mm-hmm. Um, great movie all around. Great, mm-hmm. great soundtrack. Definitive soundtrack. Yeah, one of the best of all time. My number three is Iron Man. I'm really high on that first Iron Man still, and it's 11 years old. I love that movie. It, it's I when I was rewatching the movies in anticipation for Infinity War last year, I forget how sucked in I get to watching that movie. It's a good one. They the first five minutes of that movie tells you everything you need to know about Tony Stark oh, yeah. and his current position, and it is so enthralling. Yeah. Um, villains not that great. Uh, the but thir- Jeff the third act is the weakest part yeah, of that movie. Again, for sure. a third act, you know curse if you will uh jeff bridges is charismatic as hell for sure but like the villain jeff is not that bridges. great yeah terrence howard is really cool but i don't think i like him better than don Cheadle, probably because we've spent more time with him yeah um but I, that is just a that is just a great movie for sure the again a lot of these they start out really strong so like that first stuff with him in the cave with um jensen jensen is great stuff yeah that was your number three that was my number three okay my number two is civil war nice um, yeah. Second best ensemble movie, uh, in my opinion. Uh, great intrigue, great storyline, effective do. use of sides. They ca- they covered a lot of ground in that movie. Yes, yeah. they do. Um, Spider-Man and Black Panther are introduced in that movie. Yes. Something I really like about Civil War is that there is a definitive gray area, like, uh, not to shit on The Last Jedi, but The Last Jedi tries to make the Force as like a gray area sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really stick the landing in that ideology, right? Yeah. Civil War definitely does because you agree with people on both sides of the argument, and I found myself like siding with both sides, mm-hmm. which is fascinating, and it's a uh, a really, really fantastically made movie and a great roundup for Captain America's trilogy and a great stepping block into what will be my number one. That's a good point. Uh, my number two is Ragnarok. Okay. That movie is awesome. It's kick-ass. It's just, it's rock and roll, man. It's, uh, it's so entertaining. It's funny. It's the comical choice, so it's definitely not the most emotionally weighted of any of the Marvel u- movies. It does have some um, good emotional stuff, though. It does. It does. There's some, like, the Asgard is not a place, it's a people stuff, I yeah. think is really cool. Valkyrie's backstory, Valkyrie's too. really cool. Um, it's the best stuff. use of the Hulk in any of the movies, in my opinion. <sighs> Ooh. I would love to hear what you think is I the best I would probably say Avengers. Infinity War? No, the original. Really? That's the introduction of Bruce Banner, like, as we know him in the universe, besides Edward Norton. Him as, like, a... That's the... That's the dude, I'm, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. All that stuff with him on the that's helicarrier. Not as, it's not as fun as... As... Ragnarok. I don't know. They turned up the goofy level on him. Like, he's a little bit more, like, comical... But like in terms of wow Hulk moments, the best thing he does in, in in Ragnarok is the fight with Thor, and then when he beats up the wolf, the giant wolf. Mm-hmm. In Avengers One, he has that awesome fight on the helicarrier. He's got the thing where he punches Thor. He's got the thing where he beats the shit out of Loki. He's got the thing where he where he turns. That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Boom! Hits the giant thing and crashes it. I think. Avengers Hulk is is epic. I like Ragnarok Hulk. I like him in the hot tub. I like him. (laughs) Thor likes smoldering fire. Hulk like raging fire. I like um, Bruce Banner jumping out of the plane, thinking he's gonna turn into the Hulk, and just hits the smacks the rainbow bridge. So funny. 
it's good stuff. I uh, I lean towards these, the use of comedy yeah. in the Marvel movies. So that's probably why my my rankings are skewed as such. No. And we know what your number one is. Infinity War. I think it was a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Did everything I wanted it to do and more. Great what? characters. Great writing. Great, uh, excellent conclusion. Um, it subverted your expectations. It's not the conclusion though. I know it's not a conclusion, but if you look at that movie as just its own movie, like the conclusion of that, that it's the empire of this saga, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's, it ended on a very bittersweet note and uh, left you wanting more. Mm-hmm. And then my number one is Guardians. That movie will stand the test of time. I agree. It is pure magic, and it was something that none of us expected, and mm-hmm. I love it so much. But that's it. So then we got Endgame, and we're going to throw that in there somewhere. Less than one month. We're going to figure out exactly where Endgame ranks on the charts. I think it will be... Oh, that's a guessing where it's going to land. I think it will be on my list. I think it will be number... Five. So I think it will edge out Infinity War. And Infinity War will be six, and Endgame will be five. But I think my top four is pretty, pretty much Solid. stuck the way it is. Yeah. If Endgame, I'm a sucker for f- the the final episodes, right? So it's of like, yeah. Uh, the Return of the King is my favorite Lord of the Rings, even though most people seem to think that the Two Towers is the superior one. Do they do that? Really? That's weird. The Battle Return of Helm's the, Deep. Yeah, but Return of the King won like eleven awards. It did, but <laughs> most people seem to think that like the middle chapters are always the best. It's like. I think that they're, yeah. Anyway, okay. either way, either way, I, if if Endgame can somehow deliver me a satisfactory conclusion to this saga and make it, if if they can make a movie better than Infinity War, I'm gonna be fucking shocked. Uh, but I'm all ready for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my hopeful is that it'll be it'll be like kind of tandem with Infinity War, maybe edge it out a little bit, but like. If I had to be op- if I had to be like I, th- I don't think it'll be as funny as Infinity War. That's no, something that's something that'll I'm, be I'm happy for that. I want they've gotten the funny out of the way. I want get serious, get yeah. dark, get real. I want that. Um, that's why they killed off all the funny characters yeah. except for Scarlet. I think worst case scenario it's it's a little bit worse than Ragnarok and a little bit better than the first Avengers. So like somewhere between 5 and 4 for me. That's worst case scenario. There's no way this movie's bad. Mm-hmm. It's too much riding on it. Divisive, but not bad. You think that'll be divisive? I think so. It's They're always, kill off it's always divisive when you end something. Yeah. But that's it. We gotta get going. We've been going we for a while. To do. We got things to do. Parties to attend to. We're gonna go to a People club, a raging bat- club in Cincinnati. They're batting down the door. Yeah. Um, Carly's falling asleep. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, John. <clears throat> I will see you in a month at Gateway Film Center for Endgame. What up, Lucas? Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com.